You're listening to Your Labor Minute from the Labor Network. Find us on social media for all the up-to-date news on the topics that affect us as workers. Here's Mark Harrison. Hello, I'm Mark Harrison. As we come on the air, the UAW has announced it is increasing striking GM workers' strike pay from $250 a week to $275 a week. And as we pass our fourth Solidarity Sunday on strike, the union has also indicated that members will now be allowed to find part-time work while they continue to receive that strike pay so long as they perform all of their assigned picket duties. GM workers normally receive about $1,200 per week. Indeed, as we enter the fifth week of the strike, we are hearing that workers are digging deeper and deeper into any savings they have and working deals with their creditors. And while, wide, while progress has been made in the talks, some sticking points remain, not the least of which is the ongoing negotiations for keeping jobs right here in the U.S. and not closing plants that provide good salaries and benefits to American workers. Now, not widely reported in the media are the wide-ranging effects the strike is having on local businesses and also businesses in the auto supply chain. Local eateries and gas stations are suffering, as are retail and entertainment outlets, as workers curtail all discretionary spending. Late last week, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer raised concerns about her state's economy as the effects of the shutdown spread to the automobile supply chain and predictably began having an effect on the amount of state taxes being collected. In fact, the loss of withholding taxes in the state is currently estimated to be between $1.5 and $2 million each week. Sales taxes will also go uncollected, with the collective purchasing power of the 50,000 striking workers estimated to run into the millions every day. So far, Washington politicians and the president have done nothing more than show up for photo opportunities with some strikers around the country, with the president himself silent on the main sticking point of the talks, keeping jobs in America. The new welfare state in America is you paying for the wealthiest in our country. We need to get used to the term regressive tax system because we are now living in it. What does that mean exactly? Let this sink in for a bit. For the first time in 100 years, the 50% of Americans with the lowest incomes now pay higher taxes at a higher rate than billionaires. You will usually hear people complaining about the progressive tax system that we have, which assumes the more you earn, the more you owe in taxes, which is true, but only up to a point now. The wealthy often complain about the bottom earners not paying their fair share of income taxes. But in reality, the bottom half may not pay so much in income tax, but they do pay a lot in sales tax and payroll taxes, which bring the total tax liability for the bottom 50% of workers up to somewhere between 25 and 30% in total taxes. Well, through a series of tax law changes in recent years, the wealthy now pay a total in taxes at a rate of no more than 23%. The exceptions are directed at those in the billionaire classes only. Sales taxes aren't much noticed at the billionaire level, any more than state income taxes, local taxes, excise taxes, and property taxes, to name just some of the taxes that we pay now. And while the latest round of tax cuts for the wealthy sits squarely with President Trump, this is a phenomenon that has been in place since the 1960s. And the responsibility lies less with a specific party and more with the idea that all of our presidents and most of our senior legislators are wealthy. 
and acting in their own best interests. Millennials are defined roughly as being born between the years of 1981 and 1996, which translates to an age range somewhere between 22 and 37 years old. And they are stressed, they are broke, and they are heavily in debt. Now before you go down that road that slams these folks, I am going to defend them. I happen to have two children in this age range and they and their friends are some of the hardest working individuals I have ever known. But collectively, the millennials are victims of being born at the wrong time, having had their parents and themselves experience the financial fallout from the Great Recession, a time that workers have yet to fully recover from and caused by the excesses of the billionaire class. 28% of millennials are carrying student debt, and of those that are, a whopping 72% of them say that that debt obligation is causing them stress. And worse, these folks say that the stress of their student loan is causing a strain on their marriages. Millennials are suffering from stagnant wages and a housing market that feels almost impossible to break into with down payments soaring sometimes to more than $100,000 and credit ratings that barely allow them to qualify for mortgages because of the sizable student debt they are carrying. Add to that an almost impossible ability to save and the prospect that their parents are facing life with exhausted savings accounts due to lost jobs and minimal health benefits due to lost jobs, if any at all. This is the American dream? Well, kiddos, it's not the America your parents envisioned for you. But rest assured, it's an America we're trying here at the Labor Network to shine a light on, and we've got your best interests at heart. It's going to take all of us working together to raise our voices in unison and demand that the majority be heard, young and old, male and female, every color and race that lives on the face of this earth will need to work together to ensure a future for those of us who are here now and for those of us yet to come. I'm Mark Harrison. Have a great weekend. Here's Mark Harrison with your Labor Minute. Building service workers at Con Ed are awaiting a signature from Governor Cuomo on a bill that could drastically improve their working lives. 2,000 employees who work as subcontractors at Con Ed and other utilities as cleaners and security guards have been working without health insurance or sick days and earning minimum wage in some cases for a decade. The plight of these workers caught the attention of the New York State Assembly and Senate, which passed a bill last spring that calls for them to be paid the prevailing wage. A rally by union workers from 32BJSEIU and supporting state assembly members was held recently in Manhattan in order to urge the governor to act quickly. For more on this story, check out Joe Maniscalco's article at laborpress.org. I'm Mark Harrison with Your Labor Minute. Your Labor Minute is a co-production of Labor News and laborpress.org. It's brought to you by the law firm of William Schweitzer and Associates. If you've been hurt on the job, call 212-683-3800 or wsatlaw.com. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts.